You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world. Good morning, everybody. Nice to see you all, and especially an extended welcome to everybody literally around the world, everyone in Kodakinabalu, everyone in Kuching, in JB, in Ipoh, in Penang, in Malacca, online. Also, welcome everyone in Singapore right now in the service. Thank you so much for joining us in Capital Theatre, in Cambodia, in Bali, in Surabaya, in Hobart, in Hong Kong, in London, in Delhi, in Colombo. Everyone in our Dubai church family, great to have you with us as well and in Africa, in Botswana, in Johannesburg, and in Lusaka, and wherever you are. Speaking of Africa, six weeks from now, we will be in Africa for our gathering, first ever gathering in Africa, which will be cool. But as you've already heard in four days, you know, you go to sleep tonight and you wake up, it'll be Monday, and we believe you all will wake up. Then you go to sleep on Monday night, you wake up, it'll be Tuesday. You go to sleep on Tuesday, assuming you wake up, it will be Wednesday. And then that's GPN. And then gathering starts, so super excited. And you know, we have people flying in from all those countries for the gathering. Some of the pastors, leaders, people who can make it. So really going to be incredible. Let's just pray. All over in every auditorium, if you're able to stand, let's stand. It's our custom to stand as we pray and read the Word. Father, we thank You that in the Northern Hemisphere, the Southern Hemisphere, East and West, every country, every culture, every language, every tribe, we humble ourselves before You because You are everything. Without You, we can do nothing. And we come with receptive hearts, with open hearts. I thank You when You are in the room, everything changes. And so we honor Your presence, we honor Your Word, we honor Your very essence today and I thank you that Lord from people that are just visiting and curious who've come to any of our locations any of our meetings today I thank you God that you would arrest their attention too and that there would be nothing that gets in the way Father I thank you Lord for what you're stirring what you're doing that Lord what you're breathing on we just want to put our sails up and allow you to have your way. May our own ambition and agenda never abort the purity of what you want to say, what you want to do. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your kindness. Thank you, Lord, that you're leading us. You're challenging us. You're convicting us. You're growing us. You're empowering us. You're strengthening us. There's truly nothing like the presence of the Lord. And as we seek your face, God, you are here in this place. Bless your word today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. 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 You may be seated. You know, you can feel the sense of... um, emphasis on prayer in this season and you know the the more prayer rises the more presence rises 
the more presence rises, the more breakthrough, the more just God things rise. The more presence rises, the more anxiety decreases and worry decreases and fear decreases. One of the greatest privileges we have as people who believe in God is to talk to Him. I used to think that was just a novel concept, that you can talk to God. It went to a whole nother level when I realized you can actually listen to Him too. And you can meaningfully interact with the incomprehensible, indivisible, immutable, eternal. And because prayer is our greatest weapon, it's the enemy's greatest target. And so he'll send busyness, unforgiveness, tiredness, laziness, doubt, condemnation, other desires, whatever. It doesn't really matter. He's not fussed. What it is that aborts your connection and communication with God. He doesn't mind, listen, if you believe in Him. He doesn't even mind if you serve Him. So long as you don't continually connect and communicate with Him. Because you're then like an iPhone without a charger. Limited life. Your prayer life is your charger. And if you've, if you've been around in, in, in probably all our countries, we've been leaning into prayer in a significant way. Why? Because we're informed by the new, but we're transformed by the renewing. So the depth of it, you can feel staying on one space long enough is, in, is increasing the depth. How many people have felt a shift in their own prayer life over the last couple of months at all? Okay, only the front two rows. The rest of you need to come to church regularly and pay attention. Matthew 26, 36 to 41. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death stay here and watch with me he went a little farther and he fell on his face and prayed saying oh my father if it is possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not as i will but as you will then he came to his disciples and found them sleeping and said to peter what could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The title of my message today is simply the words of Jesus to his disciples. Could you not watch with me one hour? Could you not watch with me one hour. Could you not watch with me one hour? He didn't say, could you not watch me? Some people come to prayer meetings and watch.
This Wednesday, we have GPN what, around the world. Just come to contact your local pastor to work out what that looks like for you. But it's, it's the one night globally, the whole church, or those who want to come, come and gather and pray. Take the effort. Make the effort. Be in the room. But don't come to watch. Come to watch with us. Not watch us. You know, there's a difference. When, when the team are worshiping, don't watch the worship. Worship with us. When people are praying from the front. Uh, you know, the, 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 the Lord wants his entire body active. I long for the day where we don't have to have, if you want prayer, come to the front. Just turn around and pray for the person next to you. Because everyone is so charged with the ability to draw on the divine treasure within them. That's what it should look like. And, and at uh, GPN this week, which is three days from today, we will actually be launching or relaunching our 247 prayer chain. And wherever in the world you are, you'll be able to sign up for one hour. Look at your neighbor and say, could you not watch with me one hour? Now you feel a bit guilty because you yourself are not watching one hour, but never mind, ask the question. And, and one hour, you know, you imagine people right now in London, people right now in, 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 in Hobart, people right now in Africa, in Mexico, people in, in Greece, people wherever. If everybody signed up for one hour, you, you know, the people in Malaysia don't have to pray at 3 a.m. Because as the waters covered the sea, could you not watch with me one hour? So that's really the question I'm asking. That's the question I feel the Lord is asking. He's asking us all, including myself. You know, I, in this season of emphasis on prayer, I'm, I'm, in case you can't tell, I'm focusing on the word watch. To watch, to be spiritually alert, to have your eyes open. Do you know the word watch, watchman, watching, watchful, watcher is mentioned 165 times in the scripture and over 300 times if you include other words like see when it's in connection with prayer. The words prayer, prayer, prayerful, prayers, praying is about 295 times. So they go hand in hand. And Jesus tells us, he told his disciples, after he said, could you not watch with me one hour? He said, watch and pray. Everyone say, watch, watch. and pray. Amen. Every believer is called to be a watchman, not just the people on the intercession team or the prayer team. Or... It's not a gift. Adam, the first guy in the Bible was told to watch over the garden. He failed. So many times we failed in our responsibilities to watch. You know, to watch primarily has two meanings. Watch, not watch, it is one hour, but to watch means two things. It means to be alert, and it also means to behold. To be alert and to behold. And I think both are completely relevant when it comes to prayer. Watch and pray. In other words, be alert. Be alert to what? Be alert to the enemy. And can I tell you something about the enemy? The enemy comes unashamed in the lives of some who come and kill, steal, and destroy and just do vile and wicked and evil things straight from their father, the devil. But when he comes to a believer, he comes in disguise because we're not going to fall for, hey, go kill that guy. You might think it. But we're not going to commit the same kind of atrocity that others may. So he's smart. He comes dressed up in disguise so that you won't recognize him 
But this is why the Lord says to watch, to be alert, see through the disguise. You know, I don't believe, this is only my opinion, let me clarify. But when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, I don't think the devil turned up with pitchforks and a horn. Yeah. Hi, Jesus, it's me, Lucifer. Throw yourself off the cliff. Turn these stones into bread. Why would Jesus have even debated? In fact, he used scripture. And Jesus returned with scripture. And something wasn't right. It was only in the third request where he totally revealed himself. He said, worship me. If you worship me, I'll give you everything. He's like, okay, you're definitely not the angel. The enemy is not going to come knocking into your door in the vile ways that he might. But I'd say for most people who have a desire to follow God, he's not coming he, the, the normal way. He's coming dressed up. That's right, yeah. But God's given you keys, eyes to watch, to see, to be alert, to discern, to see through. So then when you watch and you see what's really going on, you pray differently. Let me give you an example. So he'll come dressed up. One of the dresses uh, he uses, because the devil's a bit of a girl, he dresses up. That's not offensive, I'm just saying. He, he, he dresses up and he comes to you saying, guys, just be a bit balanced. This church is a bit extreme. Oh, prayer, 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 prayer. Don't want you want to pray, pray, pray. Just be balanced. But if your eyes are open and you watch and you see, you're realizing, okay, he's dressed up as balanced, but really, he, it's actually the, he's actually lukewarm. He's trying to sow into your life, but he's dressed it up as balance. A little bit of hot, a little bit of cold, a little bit of hot, a little bit of Don't be so extreme. But when I see through the disguise of balance and I see lukewarm, I say, God, put burning coals on my lips, set my heart on fire, because now I've seen the temptation to try and swing me into, you've got to see through his disguise. He's, if he comes as lukewarm, you're going to go, that's bad. But he comes as balance, but he's hiding lukewarm inside it. Ah, gathering so many days, so many meetings. Ah, just come to church next week. Well, one meeting enough. For those of you foreigners who didn't understand what I just said, one meeting is enough. Why do you have to come to all these meetings? Why come to gatherings? He'll, he'll come dressed up. He'll come, the other, sometimes he comes dressed up as discernment. I'm just discerning. I'm just discerning lots of things. And when you come with discerning, discerning is a good thing. But when I really watch, when I'm alert, behind his disguise of discernment is just suspicion. I'm just being suspicious of everybody. But now when I realize it's suspicion, I say, God, take out suspicion from my heart. Help me to see people the way you see them. Help me to see what you see. Help me to sense what you sense. He, he comes dressed up as caution. He's just so irresponsible. And then we start judging each other. The ones wearing masks, the ones not wearing masks. But, but, but when he comes dressed up as caution, and I'm alert, and I can see through the disguise, it's not just caution that's going on here, it's unbelief. So now when I pray, I don't just pray because I'm a cautious prayer. I'm like, God, I come against unbelief. Like the Father in Mark 9, the Lord help me believe, and Lord also deal with my unbelief. Maybe he comes dressed up as just distance. The people, maybe online today, just I just don't want to go to church. I'm just distant. But really, when I am alert, I see that I'm offended. See, when your eyes are open, you see through the disguises. You know, if, if I told you you're a balanced, discerning, cautious person who just keeps a distance, it sounds really wise. 
But when I tell you a lukewarm, suspicious person with unbelief is offended, it's totally different. But the difference is when your eyes are opened. Because then you pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Well, I just struggle with weaknesses. But then when the Lord opens my eyes, I realize I actually have an addiction. But if I call it a weakness, I just give myself grace. If I call it an addiction, I say, God, snap the chains off my ankles so that this thing does not hold me any longer. Some of us can even graft issues. He'll disguise stuff in your personality. Oh, I'm just shy. But really, when I, my eyes are open, I realize it's not just shyness. Shyness is fine. But I actually have a fear of man. Fear of people. But if I think it's shy, I won't pray. If I recognize it's a fear of man, I say, God, you haven't given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Do not let the enemy come in disguise. That's why Jesus said, watch and pray. Watch, see what's going on. Jesus was in Gethsemane saying, Lord, take this cup from me. If it's not from you, is there another way? How many disguises could the enemy have come in that moment? You're a son of God. You are the son of God. He's God. Do you really need to? And Jesus asked his disciples to watch with him. See where the enemy's coming in. It's an opportunity. Sometimes opportunities, if my eyes are open, I realize they're actually distractions. There's so many disguises. We can go through the list over and over again. And either way, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Some people are like, I'm just measured. That's a good quality to be measured. But if your eyes are really open, are you measured or are you just apathetic? I'm not saying any of this is the case. I'm just saying, here's what we have to do. Watch. Open our eyes and say, Father, let me see what you see. Because the enemy, if he comes in and he convinces you you're a balanced, discerning, cautious, distant person with a few weaknesses who shy, seeing opportunities but be measured, you sound like a really reasonable citizen. But when you remove all his disguises and you watch, when the eyes of the church is wide open and you realize, man, he's trying to sow lukewarm, suspicion, unbelief, offense, addiction, fear of man, distractions, and apathy. It sounds so bad. It's like, oh, wow. Watch. Everyone say, watch. watch. The worst seasons of my life have been marked by prayerlessness. Not by situations. I've had real bad situations but they weren't the worst seasons. Uh, the situation that happens to you is not what makes it good or bad. It's your connection to God in the middle of every situation that determines whether it's good or bad. Times have been most vul- I've been most vulnerable to temptation has been marked by prayerlessness. He said, watch and pray that you will not enter into temptation. The times the enemy will destroy your life is when he's managed to somehow abort your prayer. And even if you can't abort your prayer, you can sign up for the hour and it'll be like, oh, I'm good. And then you realize he's got you distracted. He's got you affected. You're not watching and praying. You're just praying. Praying blind. Praying blind. If, if, if to watch means to be alert, the second thing it means is to behold. If I'm alert to the enemy, what am I beholding? I'm beholding the Lord. I'm beholding the Lord. The word to behold means to fix, to gaze, to focus. To behold the Lord. The Bible says to fix. Here's a verse, 
fix your eyes on Jesus, the author, to fix, not glance, fix. It says in Psalms, to gaze upon his beauty, to gaze upon his beauty, to gaze upon his beauty. And it talks so much about focus. You know, when a bride walks up the aisle to get married, all the eyes are focused on her. There's a lot happening. There's, a, there's, a, there's, there's guys at the front, there's people in the audience, there's people at the back, there's someone doing something, but every eye manages to avoid all the distractions and they all focus on the one. So what is to behold the Lord, to, to look at Jesus, to focus? You know, think about this, at the, at the simple level, just to, if, I can, if I had the ability just to focus on Jesus in my prayer life, if, if watch and pray means I'm aware for the disguises and the enemies, but on the other side of that same coin, I'm beholding the Lord. You know, so much of our prayer would be so much more enjoyable if we behold the Lord instead of just ourselves. Here's the first thing that'll happen. When you behold the Lord, self-pity will fall away. When you behold the Lord, all the sense of thankfulness that you struggle to generate will suddenly rise to the surface. When you behold the Lord, your sense of unworthiness will drop off when you realize who he is and what he's done for you. There's something about beholding the Lord that we need to learn the practice of, the discipline of, and the joy of. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18 says this, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding, everyone say beholding, Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we're being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I've highlighted three words. Many of us turn, but we don't behold. We turn, but we don't behold. To behold is to keep your turning fixed. Imagine if I turn to Pastor Chris, I turn, and then I, to behold is to actually stop in my turning and keep my gaze, to behold. The transforming is in the beholding, not the turning. So many people turn and they're not transformed. It's because you have to turn your turning into beholding. Your beholding transforms you. As we behold him, we're changed. You're not changed because you try harder. You're changed because you behold longer. What a shame to turn and not behold. What a waste to turn and not behold. Because as we behold, we're transformed. The problem in our, the challenge for us, I mean, there are people right now all over the world, maybe you're on your phone already. You know, Jesus said, uh, when you go into your room, shut your door and pray to your father. If you, I think if the gospel was written in 2022, it would be, go into your room, put your Phone and I on, on, on flight mode. <laughs> Turn the TV off. And then talk to your father in heaven. Why? The issue is we, often we turn out of discipline, but we don't behold. Why? Because there's a tax. I've, I've said the stat. It's quite scary, but amusing. The average human, apparently the attention span of a human is eight seconds. The average goldfish, the goldfish, I don't know how they test the attention span of a goldfish, but they have. The attention span of a goldfish, I don't know, they dangle something and they see when the guy gets his, I don't know. 
but the average attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. So humanity is losing to the goldfish. It's a, it's a real sad thing. I mean, it, it, if the average attention span is eight seconds, from the time I started the sentence to the time I finished it, half of you already lost. How many people have been distracted over this whole message with other things? Because we actually have an enemy of our focus. If he can, he, he doesn't mind you turning to the Lord so long as you don't behold, because the transform is in the behold. That's why gathering is going to be so powerful. A chance to stay in the same space, in the same place, in the same atmosphere, and to keep your gaze long enough to see the same thing long. That's why you hear normally the acceleration of miracles and stories, because it's in the beholding. So what we're trying to do is try and do devotions on the quick, faster, shorter, little quicker things. And I'm not against it. I li I'm a fan of efficiency. But there's something about the presence that gets intense yes. the more you behold. Yes. Scripture in Isaiah 40, you know the verse, they who wait upon the Lord. I've talked about this before. Yes. The word wait does not mean... <laughs> Could you not watch with me one hour? That's not waiting on the Lord. The word wait, translated, the original Hebrew means focused. It's the image of a lion stalking its prey. And when you see the lion hovering, it looks like it's sleeping. If you don't understand, it's focusing. It's focusing on the movement of that poor little buffalo or gazelle. And it's focusing because it's got a target. Yeah. When you pray, do you have a target? What is the target? Is the target? Here's the target. The target is the presence of the Lord. Because the goal of prayer is communion. Not, it's not a legal argument with God. It's not a complaint list to your BFF. It's communion with the Lord. They that wait... with unerring focus more than eight seconds. They will renew their strength. Not they who just turn up, they don't renew their strength. How many people have left prayer tired? It's because you didn't, you waited, you didn't focus. It's this ability. Now, you might say, hey, I can't focus. My personality is not like that. I've been medically conditioned with ADD, ADHD. It doesn't matter your personality, your generation. We're conditioning a generation to be less focused. And yet there's something about the presence of the Lord. See, because if the goal is to change, if the goal is to be transformed, if the goal is to be more in his likeness and his image than we... He, he made us in our image, but all sorts of other things have fought for our attention. And Jesus, it's not a, it's not a legalistic thing. He says, could you not watch with me one hour? Could you not behold me for one hour? Could you not see through the enemy's disguises for one hour? Could you not see me for one hour? Could you not see beyond for one hour? You know, the goal is the presence. I used to catch a bus to my work in, when I was in Perth, when I was a lawyer, back in the day. John, you can come. Um, and I remember 
having to walk to the bus stop. And when I'd walk to the bus stop, I'd wait. The bus had a schedule. I don't know what the buses are like in your, uh, here or in your city or your country where you're watching this. But if the bus says 8.30, the schedule, that was back in the day we had a thing called paper. Um, it was like a schedule. You'd open it up and you'd see, okay, the bus that I need is coming at 8.32. Oh, okay, 8.32. And sometimes at 8.32, the bus wouldn't be there. But how many know it would be foolish if at 8.32 the bus didn't turn up, I decided to go home? Because sometimes the bus would come at 8.33. Yeah. But the schedule says 8.32. Sometimes the bus would come at 8.31. And I don't go, sorry, I can't get on. It says 8.32. <laughs> Why? Because I went to the bus stop with one goal, to catch the bus. Yeah. I didn't go to the bus stop to tick a schedule. But some of us, that's how our devotional life is. I've got to do two minutes, 8.32, okay. But the whole goal of devotion is encounter. To behold him, to be transformed into his image. Maybe I'm believing there's going to be a whole new era of hunger and desire for the Lord that, that goes beyond. You know, I, it's not a gift, but if it, if, they, if it was a gift and I could only have access to one divine gift, this is the gift I'd pray for. God, give me the ability to lay hands on any person and then they suddenly get a desperate desire for you. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not a gift because you have to hunger yourself. Because that hunger will take you to spaces and places. It'll protect you. It'll, lift, it'll bring life into you. It'll give you clarity. It'll give you peace. It'll, it'll teach you trust even when you can't see what to do next. Yeah. Don't go, oh, well, I, I've done my... No, no, no. Stay there long enough until. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until, until, until. So why don't we all stand to our feet just for a moment? All, all of us around the world as well. You know, could you watch with me one hour is an invitation. I, I don't know if I was one of the disciples, I would have felt a little rebuked, but I would have been tired, so I would have, this condemnation would have washed off real, real fast. If we can all do one hour, and, and this Wednesday, yes, we get to launch it, but no point everybody signing up because I just want the, the nearness of the Lord to feel so real to you that you would say, okay, God, I'm, I'm starting. I, I, I want to help me to open my eyes. This is my prayer today. God, open my eyes so I'd be alert and open my eyes so that I'd behold. Well, right now, just, you know, what you, people say watch and pray. So why do we close our eyes when we pray? Because we want to focus. My younger son, Caleb, he's now 10. I remember at four, five, six, trying to get him to focus was the hardest thing in the world. I'd say, Caleb, look at me. He'd be like, everywhere but me. I said, Caleb, look at me. He'd be like, So I would literally vice grip his face. I'd say, Caleb, look at me. And he'd go. And then his eyes would start wandering. <laughs> anyway. If the Lord says, says to you, look at me. Some of us are too scared to look at him. Yeah. You got to understand. That's why repentance is so beautiful. That's why the blood of Jesus is so powerful. So you can gaze upon his beauty. You can fix your eyes. Some of you used to have amazing times with the Lord. Things are just busyness. Life just got so busy. But there's no condemnation today. There's only an invitation. 
It's an invitation to everyone in Africa, everyone around Europe, everyone around Malaysia right now, everyone in the Capital Theatre in Singapore. Maybe this whole message was a test. Maybe this whole message was like, it's harder to focus. Well, you're not focusing on me. You're focusing on Him. Could you not watch with me one hour? Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus, we want you to know that He loves you very much. So much that He died on the cross for all of your sins that stood between you and God. If you would like to make a decision to follow Jesus today, all you need to do is to repeat this prayer. Dear God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I'm not right with you, and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me and making me your child. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if God has done anything in your life because of this podcast, we would love to know. Email us at testimony at kingdomcity.com.